What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lovely Bone Show. As always, it's my, pre- my pleasure to bring to you another fantastic show. In this hour, you have the power to share your intellect, to let it reflect who you are spiritually as a being, remembering knowledge is an everlasting thing. You can accept it or reject it, but please don't disrespect anyone else's perception on this show. Now get your Zoom Zooms and Wham Whams together, and by all means, if you have not done so yet, please call a friend and tell them to tune in. Having said that, let me introduce you to the backbones of the Lovely Bone Show. Please welcome a few of my distinguished queen, kings that I have. I said queens. My bad, brother. Yeah. Here <laughs> uh, she goes. My distinguished king for the show. Uh, we got, got running running a little bit late. Shut up. Running a little bit late. We got the heir to the throne. He's the one. He's the only. He's the suit, Vic Damone. He's out doing his best thing. He will be joining us uh, momentarily. So hands up for Vic when he get here. That's it. Next up, we got my A1 from day one. And you know we going to stay one. Well... Give it up for the ingenious Jafar L. Yeah, I'm here. I'm in the house. Jafar B. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the house. Uh, Welcome to the show. There it is. (laughs) We got my man of the cloth. He's the cunning. He's the witty. He's the infamous Peter Papa. Snap, 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 snap. Crack a pop. Let's do this. Let's get it shaking on a Friday. Okay, and last but not least, um, who's not here, he's always blessed, he's a hot fucking mess, infallible, lawless, unfortunately cannot join us on the show, I did speak to him earlier, um, as you guys know, uh, lawless is an anesthesiologist, and so he let me know that there was two guys on the job, and now there's only one, which is him, and so he's having to pick up that guy's shift um, on the weekend until his job hires somebody else. He did text us and say he hated uh he couldn't be here. I did accuse him of lying and, and saying that uh, he just was out <laughs> messing with some, I, I did accuse him a lot and say he was out messing with some side females, but he said even if he had some side females, ain't none of them more important than doing the lovely bone show. Oh, and so I felt nice. really blessed. Yep. He did send me that message. I felt really blessed. Um so when when time allows, when he gets his thing together, you know, down at his job, he'll be back tuning into the show. So who we do have up is a new guest on the show. This is a very good friend of mine uh, calling from Moreno Valley, California. His name is Spoon. What's up, Spoon? What's up, baby? None. What's happening with you? Yeah, just <laughs> glad to have you. Just glad welcome, to have you here on the welcome, show. Welcome, 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 welcome. 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 Snaps all around. Snaps all around. Yep. Right. That's right. That's a hearty welcome for the new guest. Just filling in. Yeah, he's, well, you know, a a guest is just somebody who says, hey, you know, you could be a fill-in or you could just be a guest. Whatever, you're filling in a guest. 
So you're here, you a guest, we appreciate it, and that's all that matters. Yes, we do. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so tonight, everybody feeling okay? Everybody good? Fabulous. Fine. Okay, good. So, um, so uh, y'all ready to bring the heat? Let's do this. It's always in the kitchen. All righty then. Let's get this party started. So, you know, tonight's show is about um, gentrification, mass incarceration, and the effects it has on on our communities, especially communities of color, especially black communities, and then also um, economics, you know, how can we create wealth? And so hopefully one topic will lead into the to the other, but we're going to start first with um, the effects of uh, mass incarceration, the effects that mass incarceration has on our community um, and our and our black families. And I'm gonna let you start with that, um, Jafar L. You've been away from the show for a couple of weeks uh, for whatever reasons. You can share that with the audience or keep it to yourself. But I'm gonna let you go first since you haven't been here in a couple of weeks and just. You know, give your input in for a couple of minutes and tell us um, your input on how you feel mass incarceration has impacted um, the black community. All right, all right. First of all, I just want to start by saying I miss y'all. You know, I hated missing the show last week, but, um, you know, I just had some unfortunate thing happen to me, so I'm getting better. I'm healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Better. Yeah. Yeah. So now this incarceration thing. I mean, we on one train in the car, getting on the next, basically mm-hmm. moving down the line to the back of the booth. You know. Right. Uh, right. To me, it's just uh, ancient slavery. You know, they need to keep that going. You know, they never really stop. You know, when slavery stopped, prison was pretty much the same as slavery, and it's still going. So to me, Mm -hmm. they're incarcerating people to keep their numbers. Right. It's another corporation, especially now that prisons are on the stock market now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're privately owned. It's K through 12 where, you know, they're concerned with just keeping kids in the seat, not the education. Mm -hmm. You know, it's attendance. You know that matters for public school systems. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and this only—that's all that matters. So when you talk about mass incarceration, you know, fortunately, a lot of so-called black men are, you know, behind the the masses. You know, the main ones getting locked up, and all men get locked up. You know, so why are we the most? Well. We're a target. We know that. We got a target on our back. We know that. Right. Why they put right. a target on our back? You know, we here figuring these things out and bringing bringing the truth to you as far right. as what we see, right? Right. Um, right. But they get you young. You know, they start you off. You know, coming out of high school, you either gonna go to college or go to to the county. You know, the mm-hmm. county. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make it through, and if you go to college, you still gonna see the county jail. They just delay it for you. you know? They get thirty mm-hmm. years out of you. Yeah, because they gonna get you in debt. You know, you go to college, mm-hmm. you in debt, and if you go to the county, you a slave. So either way it goes, they making money. It's just a mass system that we dealing with. Mm-hmm. A mass system, and they all go hand in hand. 
Ain't nobody in the government mad at Donald Trump. They just playing a facade. Hey, you mm-hmm. got a point there. You got a point right there. We the only ones mad. The people on the outside looking in. Who oh, no, mad true. from all <laughs> angles. Mm-hmm. You know, we just throwing rocks from every angle we could throw them at. Ah, that makes sense. Throw it. You know, so what they do is, you know, they throw us down with the felony, and then you messed up the felony. I know we're cleaning up our language, but, you know, a lot of F words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like an F in school, you know, when you get a failure grade in school, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the hood what the F word is. So mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You know, you basically screwed, you know. Um it limits the type of jobs you get, you know, if you can even what you can go to college for. And then, you know, a lot of people don't even know you can get a lot of felonies removed, but most of us are not educated on that. Right. So do you want to share that sometime throughout the show about how that process works so that people be informed somewhere during the discussion hour um, you say you can have those felonies removed. Would you be prepared to show, to share how? Yeah, no, I mean, it's a simple process. It's just filing paperwork and, and waiting and being patient. You know, they got expungement mm-hmm. classes. Certain certain crimes are expungible. And mm-hmm. if your crime is right. expungible, then you're eligible for a COR, which is a, a Certificate of Rehabilitation, if you get 10 years in without coming in any contact with the law, and then once you get the certificate of rehabilitation, you get a pardon from the governor. And once you get a pardon from the governor, you have all your rights back. Mm, now, if okay. you got gun crimes and stuff like that, you do, you can forget it. You know, it just depends on what type of crime you have, what type of felony right. you have. Right. You know, but a lot of these cats run out here and get caught slanging drugs, and then they lose their gun rights, never had a gun case or a gun involved in anything. All right, so why are you taking my gun rights, you know? Mm-hmm. And you would be amazed at some people who get their gun rights back who have gun crimes. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah, so it's just studying. Yeah, they just know. don't look like you and me. Education. Mm-hmm. It's education. Uh, some education. of them do look like you and me. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just they studied and, and learned how to do it. They probably tell people, but you know how hard it is getting somebody like you and me to listen. True. You know, to get an audience of you and me to say, okay, let's try it. it you know, they're going to be mm-hmm. like, hey, you crazy. We ain't going to do mm-hmm. that. But, you know, got to change that attitude of, okay, right. let's try True. it instead of being negative and we ain't going to try that. You know, we just going to keep getting the felonies, you know. Let's right. just, you know. So we have to change the way we think. And, you know, this mass incarceration could change and be for somebody else and not for us, right. you know. I hear that, baby. Thank you for that, Jafar. That's right. Thank you for that. We're going to come back around. We ain't done with this by a long shot. Okay, uh, next up, uh, Peter Popoff. Um, Mass incarceration, how do you see it affecting our communities and our families? Well, um, it's funny. It's it's huge because certain... That um, it is. Certain... um, um, communities are more affected than others, mm-hmm. and so the right, the right there, that shows that there is an an us them or classes or a a target or some type of unbalance or bias in the system 
And we already know that. But just going in, when you look at the numbers and seeing who, um, to agree with my brother Jafar, to look at the numbers and see when you look at it, who's all incarcerated. It's keeping mm-hmm. a system, it's keeping a system um, uh, moving, you know, and one of the things that I find interesting, and I'm glad you brought it up tonight, you said that some of these or some of these will cross over, some of these subjects will cross over into other subjects because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the prison is a huge moneymaker for the states. Huge. Yes. 60, it costs, they say it costs 60000 per person a year. That's what they Big say. Money. To eat them two balls. Right, right. But this is the thing. Okay, if it costs that much and it's taxpayer money and all this, then why you keep putting people in jail? Mm-hmm. You know they don't want to mm-hmm. ask, they don't want to add they don't want to answer the right questions because it comes back on them. And I say this to answer the question thoroughly. They have created this system, but they don't know that they have caved in on themselves because now they become dependent on the system because they need the money. Yeah, that's real. They've gotten so adjusted. So when all of this caves in on itself, it's going to be like the Roaring Twenties all over again. People jumping out of windows. Their money's gone. Mm-hmm. Because they can't ride on the backs of someone else to get rich and stay at that quality of life, they actually will have to do something. And it's it real. is going to happen. It is going to happen. So, how it affects the community is we guys hinged on it in the clothing is that education. A lot more of us are getting educated. A lot more of us are thinking outside the box. A lot more of us are being creative with how we're going about living our life because of what we know already mm-hmm. and uh, because of mm-hmm. the obstacles we know that are coming against us. So, we, you know, when you're in the game, you get smarter. You, you're smarter if you know what the game's all about. Right. Peace. You popped off? I'm popped, you popped off. Okay. I'm popped Thank off. Thank you, Peter, pop off. Thank <laughs> you for that. Okay, Spoon, I'm going to ask you right, the same right. question. Mass incarceration, how do you see it affecting our community? Well, we already see how it's affecting our community. We see how it affects our lives every day. Okay? Okay. Um, About being being locked up and stuff, they do make money off of it, and it's all part of greed. It's just a, a sin. Just a sin, it's free. Um, they can't deport us, so they have to lock us up. Mm. Right. All right. They can't deport us, they got to lock us up. So you, see what, what, you see what's going on these days. It's, it's, they're getting rid of everybody. It's not just the Hispanics. That they are. It's not, it's, 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 what about the Jamaicans? Take some microphone, baby. Fix your microphone so we can hear you clearly. What about the Jamaicans? What about the Dominicans? What about the Puerto Ricans? They're getting rid of them too. And then it's going to be our turn sooner or later. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all, all us again. And then what? After they get rid of all of them, then whose turn is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's going to come full circle. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Come on. It's so obvious. And it's a shame. It's a shame. That it is. 
and say that's about it. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. So, no, but that's real. Thank you. I'm... Say that again. I said I built a, I built a lot of jails down here in Southern California. Right. Okay. That's right. You have been a part of that building. infrastructure. Even even in Vegas, I worked on the jail up in Vegas. I got tired of working wow. on jail. Wow. Made a lot of money. Okay. Made a, lot of money. Made a good living, but, you know, shoot, he would. Yeah, a lot of the prisons are private industries now. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. the money makers. Yeah. They own private ones. Yeah. So, 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 so we we hearing about the lockup and the and the mass incarcerations, and um, there's other levels of how it affects our communities as far as the breakdown of the 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 home, um, the removal of the black man or any man out of the home and putting them in a system, and not not really. Um, setting up a system within a system to say, okay, you fathered these kids, you still have this family. They're doing a great job of working and and um, making an income for corporations, but the families are suffering. So the men are hooking off of the, the women, and it takes away from the woman right. and the way she can care for herself and her children. So let's, right. you know, that's another aspect of it yeah. is how it, it is breaks major... us down in family-wise. And, right. and that still affects our communities because yes, you're taking the man away. You're saying you re- rehabilitate them, which we all know that's not happening. And then you're putting them back in a system to fail which sends them back again to create that right. uh, revolving door. Like so. And mm-hmm. we can see uh, probably more men being gay. We probably see more women being gay. We see more kids running rapid because they don't have that family structure in the home. And we also right. see a lot of the young kids idolizing um, the person that's going to jail as if it's some form of respect. And so it is a mental uh, breakdown. Yes. as well as a financial and emotional right. breakdown. Does anybody yes. want to elaborate on that? I will. Before I'll say I... it's a breakdown on every level. You know, you can just keep naming levels, and that's what they're doing. You know, they're taking every level and breaking you down. If they can break a part mm-hmm. of you down or all of you down <laughs> or any part of you on any level, they're doing mm-hmm. it. And the reason, like you say, okay, they take the black man out of the hole. Okay, if the if the man, any man, you know, is supposed to be the provider of the family, the provider of the home, once you take him out of the mm-hmm. home, you've already destroyed the home. Right. Right? Exactly. right. So now when you right. start trying to amend and fix the home, okay, well, we'll give the woman the job, let her make money, you know, get her child care, this and that. You know, all these things to supplement the man while he ain't there. Right. Exactly. You know, it's like the food we eat, right? The food has natural vitamins and stuff, right? But what they do is they strip the vitamins out, do this, do that, then they enrich it with new vitamins and all this stuff. You know, it's not natural food. <laughs> take away the stuff and enrich it with the fake stuff and tell it's supposed to be better for you. Yeah, what'd you even have to take it out for if it was already there? You know exactly. So when the man is in the home, what do you need to take that man out of the home for? So obviously, 
the big picture, I mean, you know, the big picture is we got a target on our back. If we got a target on our back, we're the enemy for some reason. You know, Somebody and we're being shot down really like bad. at the, Wait, at the ho- arcade, hold on. you know. Hold on, hold on, Spark. Somebody's microphone, they're either moving, but it's creating static. Can you please mute your phone if you are not talking because somebody is moving and that microphone is creating a, a heavy amount of static? Okay, is mine? Okay, I don't think thank it's you. mine. I'm not it's gone. It's gone now. Okay. Is it gone? I don't is hear it, it anymore, but we never. Yes, gun. Just be aware that when you're moving around. You yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you, but okay. we just we want to not move too much. Okay, there's somebody else that called into the show. We have somebody else on the line. Can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, Big Damone up in here. BV, how y'all doing? Big Damone, what's that? BV, going on? What up? What up? What up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, bro. Thank okay, you. Thank so you. We we're we're on the. I'm so glad you could make it to the show. It's always a blessing to have every one of you here. Um, the topic that we're on right now is mass incarceration and the effects that it is having on our um, community. So we already went around in a circle. You haven't spoke on this before. I move on to the next question. So I want to give you a chance to elaborate on that topic. Oh, okay. Um, well, from, I've been listening for probably about, I don't know, five or seven minutes. And, I mean, you guys oh, okay. have been uh, hit, hitting the nail on the head with it. You know, it's a it's a, it's a a business, and, you know, these corporations definitely have their hands in it. And, um, you know, also I heard you guys touch on uh, <clears throat> the fact that it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, but, or I don't know, you may be getting to this later on, but the main thing I've been looking at is how they've been putting us in and, uh, you know, making us work for a very low price, which is making these corporations come up. Now, if you're, like, let's say somewhat of a, a stock investor or whatever, and you're, you know, investing in these corporations, then it's almost like, you know, you're investing in a prison system as well. I mean, a prison system stocks is probably, like, uh, crazy right now, but even a corporation. Mm-hmm. So I guess more or less of what I'm just trying to say is that, you know, they all play a hand in each other. Everybody's, you know, picking out of everybody's cookie jar uh, mm-hmm. to come up. And it, it's crazy to know, though, too, as well. Let's say if you heard from a, a very well wealthy, experienced investor, and he told you, hey, invest in this corporation, and you know deep down because you've done the research that this uh, corporation has its hands in the prison system or, you know, they get a lot of work done by the prison system and say, hey, man, you can make a lot of money if you put your money here and let it in. What would you do? Somebody Mm -hmm. presented me with that question the other day. You know, and uh, <clears throat> it was just weird to even have to really sit there and think about it. Like, you know, like, I ain't with the system, but uh, I could make how much money, though? I can make, I can make it work for me. Investing in the prison system. Investing in the prison system. But remember, though, 
investing in particular corporations who gets a lot of their work done by the prison system is still investing right. in the prison system because at the end exactly. of the day it's a business and therefore mass incarceration. The more people you incarcerate, the more people you could get to work for a lower price. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That yeah. is so true. So, My answer to your um, question, you know, what to do, though, is, hey, go for the investment. You know why? You can't get into you know, supporting the system and, well, since the prisoners is doing this, I don't want to support that. Cause you could be mm-hmm. wearing clothes that child labor was made by child labor, so what, you're not going to wear clothes? Hey, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, they made the kids. Right. So there's so many different things that you got to look at, you know, the stuff that we have and the things that we acquire, how they're made. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of this stuff is mm-hmm. made crooked anyway. Yeah, exactly. Off need, the backs you know? of somebody. Yeah. Off the backs of somebody. Off the backs of somebody. So you walk That's around next to like the play. this because they do this. I yeah. don't want that because they do that. And then, well, you ain't got nothing. You know. Yeah. Before, before we move on, can I interject? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just know that even though all of this is going on, maybe this is just my belief. Maybe it's just me. I don't think so, but maybe it's just me. You guys said it's off the back of somebody. It's always everyone in the same bag, but you always got to answer to somebody. And somebody always has to answer to somebody. Right. And when, especially the way our system's built, it's got to answer. It's, it's, it's like the, the, the investment, the, the, the science of investment. You put what you put in, you're looking for a gain. You're looking for residual. You're looking for a profit. And you're not going to invest in something if there is no profit. But what, and I, I'll use this as an example. We've seen it, and I want to say this in order to um, to uh, help with the subjects that you said tonight, how it's going to cross over. When you decide to be creative with what you do, you won't have to reinvent, uh, you won't have to reinvent the wheel. We got um, three or four different um, major Entities, it started with Napster. They went after Napster because he changed the face of the music business. He took the control out of the top five recording companies and gave stuff away for free. Oh, my, they weren't getting paid. They had went holy hell. They called him. They arrested him. He federal. Then, after he served the sign, they gave him a CEO. So well, what there goes the subject right there and create what, wealth. Exactly. Once you, I would say for each, we all, there's everyone on this phone tonight, people I'm constantly talking to, everyone's an entrepreneur. Everybody's got an idea. Find okay, so wait, we, we're, we're getting into another subject, and which is coming, which is why I said we okay. all blend. But, I, I want, okay. but those, are, those are really good points that I want you to bring back up when we get okay. into economics because right. there all is right. a part the last part of the show is going to be in economics, and okay. um, that's a great point to make, and we want to elaborate on that further in economics. Okay. But I want to I want to really stick to the effects that um, mass incarceration is having because as we go deeper, it'll help us when we get into gentrification. Right. So right. if back to what somebody <laughs> said, if you remove the man from the home and you give the woman a good job or you subsidize her income and her child care through welfare or, right. or whatever system you want to call it, um, 
when you when you do that, let's say the the man come even if the man didn't go to jail. Um, right. But even just creating a system that makes it hard for him, because I'm thinking once you go to jail and do your time, you should no longer be marked. You know, they fix it where you can't vote. You can't get a job. They don't really want to mm-hmm. rent a home to you if you got a felony and they want to do a background right. check. So it's enabling but they got, they got something that could try to collect your own. money if you dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Lily Yeah, but so... So now he comes home. Say he does his time. He did his three to five to ten, whatever he did. He's struggling. He might be he might be lucky to get a job, but he still can't vote. If he go to try to rent an apartment on his own, a lot of places may pull up a background check, and if they see a felony, he can't get his own place, which makes him go back to the woman, the woman either being his mother, his grandmother, his girlfriend, somebody. He has to depend on because he can't get an apartment on his own. So it, it still it creates a dependency. And right. now, you know, the woman walking around with her head up whenever she gets mad, she like, oh, you know, the minute he do something wrong, she wants to throw it up in his face. She wants to talk about him. Now the kids are looking at him. And it, it continues to create this barrier where the right. man has a hard time working himself back not only into society and the workplace, but into his own family. Own home. You know? Right. Into his own home because you removed all the you removed all of that. And now maybe the woman don't even uh respect him the same. And even if she does and he comes home and he's struggling, as long as he's dependent upon her until he has to find a job, it still creates some type of animosity in, in most men yeah. because you know you want to be doing something but you but right. you can't because you got this jacket on your back. She's making fifteen to seventeen dollars an hour and you'd be lucky to get a job working minimum wage, bust the suds mm-hmm. in the kitchen. That's so that, that's, that's that, that new age Willie Lynch. That's that new age Willie yeah, Lynch right there. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's, the same it goes thing, still back to the new Willie Lynch. Yes. It goes back um uh to the Willie Lynch system. And so I just wanna make sure that before we move on to gentrification, that we go we go deep because a lot of brothers are struggling in this yeah. area. And yeah. it also yeah. removes them. We did a show last week about mentoring, and we said how it's yeah. hard to find black male mentors. A lot of them have been incarcerated, and they need mentors themselves. Right. So yeah. how are well, you going to go back? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I definitely know like when I was growing up in, in California, uh, you know, it's hard to find a job for a young black man out there. Uh, I'm speaking for the uh you know, the, the, the twenty the, the um twenty to thirties or twenty to whatever, like yeah, twenty to thirties. But it was mm-hmm. hard to find a job out there. So it's like it it make you want to do stuff that you probably ain't supposed to do and make it easier to do, mm-hmm. like, you know, right. things that could get you in trouble. And because right. of that, when you, you know, you messing around, you getting in trouble, let's say, you, you know, your, your homies, you know, your friends, they doing the same thing y'all doing. So can't nothing but if trouble coming to one of y'all, trouble coming to everybody eventually. Right. And so when that happens and then, you know, you, you get caught up in that system, and, you know, like Lily Bones are saying, it ain't no, there's, like, nothing there for you to, to, you know. I mean, there's things there for you, but it's not that easy to just change your life like that. Uh, for me, 
uh, just to use for as an example, uh, I had to isolate myself. You know, I had to basically mm-hmm. get away from everybody that I knew that was a distraction to me. And once I isolated myself, it made it easier for me to focus on the things that I probably needed to needed to be doing that I wasn't right. able to do because I was always being distracted. So I just wanted to use that for an, for an example for anybody that, mm-hmm. you know, may now, be that now way, not being able point. to get a job. Uh, that's a good point you brought up. Now I want to work this clockwork backwards. Spoon, you still there? Spoon. Spoon, are you still there? Spoon, is your phone on mute? Did you mute your phone? Spoon? I still see him on the line. He hasn't hung up. And the reason I wanted to work it backwards is because Spoon is in his 60s. And the way it looked when it was when he was growing up in the '60s probably looked different from ten years later, um, when the other two of you, Jafar and Peter Popoff, was growing up in um, because you guys are in your '50s, and then mm-hmm. on further down to what um, Vic Damone is saying in his '30s, because that's like ten years going backwards. Every right. ten years. I'm sure it looks a little different, and I kind of wanted to work it backwards and get Spoon input on when he was growing up, um, what did he see going on? Spoon, are you there? Oh, that's unfortunate. He's there. He he hasn't hung up. I see him there. He's probably having phone issues. Um, But from what you was just saying, Big Damone, when we grew up, us in our 50s, we did not see the things that Vic Damone was encountering um, growing up in his 30s. Um, Because when we were growing up, we didn't see all the drive-bys and guns here. That didn't start until a little bit later in our lives. You know, um, the streets looked a little different than what it looked like by the time we hit 18, or even 16 for that matter. You know, when things started changing with with, – with gun violence and things like that, maybe when we grew up, there were more men in the homes. And men, when I grew up, there were more men in the homes when I grew up than probably what Vic Damone saw um, when he was coming. Do y'all remember back in those days being little kids? Mm-hmm. There being oh, yeah. more the family home, two parents in the home? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I, in the 70s, I did. I grew up with two parents and the house. I got by some of them parents, you know, that's where the neighborhood, you know, would get you. <laughs> that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's right. And that mm-hmm. that also had a different component too. Neighborhoods raised kids back in that time too. Mm-hmm. To, today, what it is what we're looking at today, the neighborhood ain't gonna raise you. The neighborhood's gonna turn you out uh-huh. or the neighborhood's gonna put you in put you in behind bars because they can care less. Well, now if you whoop somebody kid in the neighborhood, you're going to get whooped upon. You can't touch somebody's <laughs> right, kid right, nowadays. Right, right, you can right. barely touch your own without right. trouble. Well, they're directing right. your attention to something else. They're directing your attention away from the family. Remember what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's all how these are just residues of what's going on. That's all. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Once that woman go to work, she really ain't taking care of the kids. It's done. It's done. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we already talked about K through 12 because that's where your kids going to be at. I, I have to say the intervention for me, and that probably is why I 
may have turned out um, a little bit different, you know, um, than the stereotypes is that my mom worked nights and she was home all during the day. Mm-hmm. And she did that. She did that on purpose so that when the school called, someone answered the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. And, 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 and it wasn't what it was, playing like your mama. Right. And what it, it was a fear also for us because it was like you didn't want the school to call home because mom's going to get in your behind. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you done messed up her schedule. <laughs> you should have somebody. Until listen. you learn how to forge her name. Real good. Hello. 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 Who never Hello. called home? H to the to the LLO. Look up when they actually started <laughs> night shift. Huh? Yeah. You should have someone look up when they actually started the night shift in the industry. Well, I'll tell you this. My mom. Well, you know, I remember my mother 70s. worked the night shift too, and this was my, early 70s. 70s. my mother worked the night shift. And yeah, you know what? That's a good point, Jafar. Yeah, it's um, a point that we don't be, be missing because that's it ain't easy working the night shift. It's true. I, I no. saw my mom struggle, even though she did it, but it was not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my mom got talked. She got talked about. She got talked about like a dog. They said, "Ooh, look at her coming out, seven, almost falling over." You know, she's a prostitute. She had to hear that walking two blocks from the bus stop at seven o'clock in the morning, coming from a night shift. Trying to care for her family. Trying to, yeah, trying to be there for all five. Trying to be there for all five of them with no man in the house. Mhm. Yeah, and at the time, my mother was working night shift. There wasn't a man in the house either. When my mom started the night shift, she was doing it because there was no man in the house. Wow. See, now that I think yeah. about it, I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know. And, and see, that also plays a component, too, of, um, you know, the, the, the kids, whether they're a boy or a girl, because, you know, the boy, you know, obviously, okay, he has to grow without a father, so, or, you know, the father ain't there, so that's something in itself. And then the girl, mm-hmm. let's say, even if the father was there, not a girl, you know, as she grows up seeing this, the, it's like, okay, so when she goes and gets married, no respect. Like, she thinks it's okay for the man that, like, you know, when she goes to find a dude or whatever, like, it's okay for him to, you know, sit here or I just get up and go to work and do nothing. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's so, a no, yeah, and it breeds okay. a non-respect. It breeds a disrespect in the young girls, the generation right. for men. So we all can agree that with mass incarceration or just making it even harder for um, the people, the men in the community to find the job and the woman takes over, it automatically begins to break the family down, which makes yes, the does. system easier to control. you. It, it gives right. the system yeah. a way into your home by offering you night jobs or welfare or, you know, whatever they offer you. Because once they get into your home, it's like a virus. You know, once you remove the man and you get into the home, or you can have the man there and implement things in his life to tear his own family down from the inside out. Remember, we talked about that on the show, how you can have the man in the home, and he's so abrupt, you wish he wasn't even there. You know, he's either disconnected or he's so abrupt to the family, he could be an alcoholic or, you know, whatever, Um, but abusive, you know, and so now he's disruptive to um, the family as well. And so these are some of the things that You know what else else is Um, big, too? 
the fact what? that you know what go on in prison, right? A lot yeah. of homosexual acts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when they get out, you really think that stops? Mm-hmm. No. Exactly. No. no. They had it screwed up even, even when it comes to sexual preference. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Their heads right. are even the screwed up with that, even if they're in the closet or just outright with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because most of them will come out of prison like, you know, nobody talks about what happened in there, but right. that shit gone, that stuff goes on every day. So, mm-hmm. how, you know, how many of y'all is involved in that when you're in prison and you get out and you're on the streets and nobody knows except the people who right. you did it with that was locked up that come out? Right. Right. But your head is screwed up because you know. Right. Right. You know in your head if you got screwed (laughs) or you screwed or whatever happened in there. And now you got to deal with your wife or your girl or, you know. They may know this. Like, you know what, something wrong with you, dude. Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. ain't normal like you used to be. Or, you know, what happened in there. Or, you know, then they got to deal with that. What's even worse? What's even a worse breakdown? A, a, a huge majority of this happens with the gangs inside. Mm-hmm. Remember, someone, someone, someone said on the street, you know, yes, it's supposed to be a, a symbol of status, being you know a part of a gang and going inside. I've I've seen several interviews of the young bucks. Cause the young bucks are wild. They 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 they, they a lot of drive-bys, especially in Southern California. We got like our frequency of it. We we're almost headquarters of drive-by in the um, 90s. What happened was that they'd go inside. Fix the microphone. Fix the microphone. Okay, they're going into the into the system into deal thinking they all puffed up because they got a rite of passage and. The people who are the hardcore people that they looked up to, that they know about, are the ones turning them out inside. It is a exactly. it, it, it is a huge, big cement wall that shocks them to like, oh my god. They didn't ask for this. They didn't and, see this coming. It's a train wreck. And, and you so know what they also deeper. do. Now, now I'm glad you brought that point up, and I know we all gonna know that I know what I'm talking about when I say this one. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You always got those things that's working real hard to go right back to jail. You mean like, damn, stupid? Why would you do that? Like you, you, they working so hard to get right back up in there because they, in there they can comfortable, comfortably, comfortably, whatever be, they can be comfortable mm-hmm. with who and what they are when they're back inside, because I'd be like, dang, did he just get out? He right back in. Oh, he must miss his boyfriend. Wow. They be long, and they be, the, you, you done went in there, and you done, you done met somebody, wow. and now you got wow. released. Don't act like this wow. ain't happening. You done got released, but but he's still in there. Right. Now, you on the street, like somebody just said, you acting funny, and they wondering why. You trying to get back to your baby in jail. That's a whole so other component. So you do some stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't care that you're getting busted. You don't care what you do. You want to go back, and you need a reason to go back. Now, one, you could be going back That's because sick. your lover is in there. And the other is you have just been so institutionalized, right. it's easier for you to be in jail than it is to acclimate Damn, and get back right. to the street. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's right. what I'm saying. We can match that to slavery times. It was easier yep. to be on the plantation you never paid rent. You never bought right. your clothes. Mm-hmm. Got, comfortable. Got comfortable. You always mm-hmm. had some work to do. Some someone took care of you. Yeah. Sure you were Depending. Make sure mm-hmm. you were taken care mm-hmm. of. 
Mm-hmm. Appendage. Again, mm-hmm. forming another system of form of control, getting in there and, and making you dependent upon it. It's just a vicious, vicious cycle. This is the, this okay. is the worst thing. One last thing. To get you dependent on the system and then say, okay, now we're going to take it away. <laughs> because too many of y'all on the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really? Really? You want to talk about it? You want to, you want to say you want to give it, institute a, 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 a crutch, and then say too many of us, and then remove it. I'm mm. like, really? Measure. And now you got a hard time locking people up. You slapping right. people on the wrist. People try right. to go to jail and can't even get back in there. You remember oh, there was a time there was a time you used to be able to get tickets and you could turn yourself in and get your tickets wiped off. Y'all remember back right, in the day? Now they won't even take you. You can turn yourself in and it'll be like, uh uh-uh. uh. Oh uh, no, you gotta and, do something. And now. they put your bill they put your bill on your FICO score now. Exactly. Really? Yeah. 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 Now your credit fuck messed up. Now Shut your credit messed up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's See? crazy. That is yeah. so lame. So, so this this is why I wanted to make sure that that everybody listening understands that just taking a man and sending them to jail has a serious rippling domino effect in so many ways. We talked about corporations, family, generations, generations, your sexual preferences. Right. Your codependency. I right, mean, this right. thing is a is a monster. And so, yeah, yeah. when we get into discussion, we'll come back. Right now, we're going to move on to the next topic. But when I open up for discussion, because I want to start talking about some of the solutions to problems that we pose, so we'll be able to Good. come back to this in discussion. I want to move on to the next topic, which is gentrification. Um, and we all know, uh, just to be sure. Um, that everybody know what gentrification is, I'm going to read it, is the buying and renovating of houses and stores in deteriorated urban neighborhoods by upper or middle income families or individuals, thus improving property values, but often displacing low income families and small businesses. Now, we can see this going on right now worldwide. Gentrification, the rich are coming back. They want their city back. The rich was in the city, and as the um, income levels start rising, uh, people of color start coming up and moving into areas where these more well-to-do people lived. And um, when they did not want to live amongst them, they start moving out and buying homes in the mountains. Um, but right. they left all the people of color in the city, and we've been running the city for for a couple of decades now. Well, they're mm-hmm. saying no more. We want to come back to the city, and you guys move out. And so you come in, you buy up the property, you raise up the the uh, rental or the price of you know the unit, mm-hmm. and wow. you make it to where uh, low income people can't afford it, and now those people are forced to move out. Um, to the mountains, and so I want to talk about um, the effects that it's having, you know, how we can see it coming into our community. So I'm going to start with you, Defar. Uh, you're down there in a certain part of Southern California, 
and you can talk about what you see and what you think about um, the whole gentrification idea and where they're trying to go with it. I, you know, to me, my definition of gentrification, you know, when I was a little kid uh, in the elementary school, I noticed the diversity of the students. You know, there's a lot of white kids, a lot of Filipinos, mm-hmm. a lot of Chinese, a lot of Japanese. As we grew up, the Filipinos disappeared because the Navy base shut <laughs> down. You know, and then um, you know jobs start changing up and stuff, right? So, and then you know a lot of us start moving out of the city because the city was getting a little violent, you know, and people were trying to get away from that. So they start moving to like Riverside and San Bernardino, you know. Yeah. And, you know, why would they move there? Well, it was cheaper, you know, so they were Mm -hmm. already attracting them, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the white people, you know, they started disappearing too, right? But it was funny, you know, because, like, you would notice that they was living here, there, around your block. Like, yeah, they mixed in. Then all of a sudden the neighborhood turned Mexican and black, Mm -hmm. you know, and a few Asians. And he's like, well, where did the white people go? And then mm-hmm. they was talking about, yeah, they was in the mountains, you know. And now they want to come back. And the next uh-huh. definition, you know, the best definition is Hurricane Katrina. All right. Uh-huh. Yes. And I don't even yes. describe that one. All right. So now my take is this. Why are they doing this? You know, it started, you know, and, you know, they talk about the brownstones. You hear Spike Lee talking about his neighborhood in the Bronx. You hear about it, talk about it in Chicago. You hear about it in St. Louis. You know, mm-hmm. and now it's starting to sweep this way to the west, right? Mm-hmm. So what are they doing? Well, like Mia said, they want to reclaim their stuff, you know, reclaim their cities, um, put us out, you know, and make us, you know, distant, you know, get us distant. So how do they do it? Well, change prices. You know, mm-hmm. if you was buying eggs yesterday for two dollars a dozen, now they fifty dollars a dozen. You probably gonna move off the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, ain't nobody gonna pay that. They but they will because they get a million dollars an hour. Exactly. So shit, fifty dollar eggs ain't nothing to them. Right. Yeah. Right. They feed it you know? to their dog. Exactly. I'm just throwing on people's cars and stuff, right? So that's fifty dollars. I don't care. We're egging this car up. You know, so, <laughs> and doing Easter egg hunts instead with right. $50 so car the What that is going to do is make you move out. You know, they start raising the rent. They talk about this rent control. You know, we came up with rent control so they wouldn't move us out, right? Okay, five years, you're going to change your rent. But with year six, it's going to be from $600 to 6000 Now you're going to move you out of there. Like, I ain't paying 6000 for this raggedy piece of trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't you move, and what you said the definition is, <laughs> yeah, take the house, refurbish it, fix mm-hmm. it up, raise the price, and bring right. a new group of people in there. That's it. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been happening for about, what, 20 years now? Mm-hmm. It's slow. It's been slow, but it's been happening. It is been moving, happening. though. Because our people disappearing if we ain't being incarcerated. Mm-hmm. That's another justification, mm-hmm. Right. You know. Right. And right. then the next one is, like I said, they moving to Riversides and San Bernardino's yeah. and Apple Valley's place. What? We've never heard of that. Who live in mm-hmm. Apple Valley? 
But then you go out there, you see people, Antelope Valley, Mm -hmm. any kind of valley. And that's where I'm at, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Get get them out there, you know. (laughs) That's that's the man, though, Get them out there. That's it. That's saying something in itself right there, the valley. That's what people got to start watching out for. Any type of valley, uh, inland, any type of way. Yeah, yeah. 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 I saw saw a program today where the dude said you need to move about 135 miles inland and at least 2,500 feet up. Uh Why? Mm. Because if they start shooting them nuclear bombs on the coast, like Japan, I mean, China and Russia is thinking about doing in North Korea, Mm -hmm. Then all the coastal cities gonna be blown up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, up here where I'm at, I don't know if too. that's why I moved up here, but you know, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I had to do a regentrification or or nuclearization or <laughs> whatever they call <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, because, you said nuclearization. You know, nuclearization. Yeah, because <laughs> hey, we'll push that button if we don't act right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, That's so sure. with all their problems and they, they, they situations that they throwing on us, and once we detect them and say, we ain't going for that, so okay, uh, my finger's getting itchy. <laughs> you know. We pull out the red button. Yeah, America gotta, yeah. always needs always We got need. the football. You know what I'm saying? We're going for the touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad. You're okay, so bad. So- Peter Popoff, give us your take. Thank you for that, Jafar. Yes, give us yes. your take I, on the gentrification, Peter I Popoff. Tell you, I want to tell you, tell you something because my immediate family is in Los Angeles. And um, granted, I was born in the 60s and um, I was raised in the 70s. And I'm going to say uh, part of the city of Los Angeles that almost anyone who's from the Southern California knows, the La Brea and Washington area. You know, mm-hmm. during the 70s, Saint, we, when I say St. Elmo's Village, I know I've said it before in another show, that, that during the 70s, this is an area that was hopping, that was known for its um, its just culture, you know, particularly mm-hmm. its African-American culture. It was celebrated. It was rich. It was in the community. It was, it was wonderful and still is. Um, just this past summer, I spent um, the summer, in the same home that I was raised in during the 70s and 80s, and I'm telling you, there, and I hate to say this, but there are so many more Caucasian people that have moved back into that vicinity. It is shocking the people who are there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shocked me, and I'm, I was raised in this neighborhood, and we knew that there was nobody, but there was one or two people, um, Caucasian um, families that were in the community and that they knew them and they were just, you know, they didn't care. I mean, they lived, we live, no, no color. But it is, it is, they're walking, they're walking the dogs and it is, it is, it is, it is a total, it's a total knee jerk and neck cracking reaction because you're like, wait a minute, wait, what? And it's a dominance. It's not just a sprinkle. And so when you brought up that subject of what it is, I looked at my summer experience seeing how my very own community is changing back because this was an area that they would never want to come. Mm-hmm. They would never want to be in that area because of what they thought. When you say Longwood, that, that's a that's the first place they want to be from. They don't want to be anywhere close to Longwood. <laughs> so 
I say this to say that it's um, it, I see it I see it happening. But one of the things that they're not telling you why it's happening is because a lot of people are experiencing economic downturn, and this is the way of making it look good. Mm-hmm. So here they are. Here they are. They because if you could live in the multi-million dollar home that you were, you'd still be there. But the economy has hit you too. So now you have to do more with less. Right. So here you are reinventing. Here you are going and buying up and flipping homes. And 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 and, 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 I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought this up because that there is a creative way to navigate through the stuff that we have to navigate through if we educate ourselves and do it right. Because we they, they, people have been doing it all along. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peter, pop out. Good mm-hmm. points again, Peter. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, big the moment. Yeah, man. So, um, <laughs> a couple things I have wanted to touch on, like, it's just what I noted. So, I'm not going to, I can't speak from it personally. I mean, of course, I do see it, but I haven't seen it, like, on a personal level, like, with my two own eyes. Like, I haven't experienced it, but, I mean, I can see it on TV well, and the news and all that other And, and what about that but, apartment complex? I had a feeling you was going to say that. Let's just go back to the apartment <laughs> complex you just moved from before you moved to where you are now. Have you did a drive-through back inside that old apartment complex you used to live in? The one in Cali or the one? No, the oh, one yeah, you there, just yeah. moved from before you moved to that one, the one in Federal No, I, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> If you just drive through that old apartment complex, you'll see the gentrification. Completely oh, different okay. complex just in the year you, you've left it. Well, I definitely know, like, I see them building bigger houses. It's like all the new houses that you see being built are all bigger than uh like, they're not making any, like, you know, they're not making no little regular type houses no more. Like, everything is big and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. more expensive. So, I mean, I definitely see it in that manner. What, what I was going to say was from the Game of Thrones, which is a TV show that come on HBO, uh-huh. Homeway, it's a show uh-huh. where it shows the people living in the kingdom. <laughs> then you have the peasants on the outskirts, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the people that are the people uh, <laughs> all the way up until uh, Demolition Man to where you got all the wealthy people living on top and all the poor people living below. Right. Uh, it's definitely some correlation. But to me, I just see it in cycles. Like, it's 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 always going to eventually kind of go back and forth uh, for whatever reason because history repeats itself. Well, that's the way that mm-hmm. I'm kind of seeing it or uh, whatever because, I mean, you, you, you can see it fluctuate over time to where, they we get a little bit, you know, and then we start getting in the game, and then they come and want it back. And we get a little mm-hmm. bit, and then they come in and want it back. Well, the thing is, we never got it, like, fully all the way to the top. But, I mean, like Peter Popoff said, though, 
You know, we're living in a time now to where the, these people that have been doing it, that's kind of been, you know, whether they're the ones moving to the mountains or coming back and buying up everything, they've been kind of doing it for a long time, but they're using, um, um, you know, whatever they've educated themselves on, which to me has to deal with, you know, learning about wealth and economics and a couple of other things. I ain't going to get into those. but um, Yeah, we're going into that you know, one next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 using it, and so it's like we can choose not to look at it, not care about it, and sit up here and keep complaining about it, or we right. can use the same information and actually do something about it and start doing it, start being the example of what we should be doing, right. and so we get ourselves out of this this cycle that obviously mm-hmm. just keeps happening back and forth, right? You know, and like I said, right. I said now I still know that the system ain't built for us, but there we can maneuver. I mean, we're strong enough to be able to maneuver through the system. I mean, shit, we, I mean, come on. Oh, excuse my language. We, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with that. No, well, I mean, that's that's a good point, and that's a a great point to lead into economics. So we're going to come back. I want to go back to that point when we get into that. So I want to say this. Um, before we move into the economics about the gentrification. So if you push the people out to the mountains, and let's let's first look at the people that's going to be getting pushed. It's going to be the homeless. They trying to clean that mm-hmm. up. The uh-huh. mental ill. The people uh-huh. with disabilities. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. The people who only reach a certain income level because, again, like Jafar uh-huh. L said earlier, when we first was leaving the city, we were leaving because it was getting bad and and uh-huh. and they made the rent cheaper out that way. And so people start uh-huh. flooding out to the valley. So they already did half the job for us because a lot of people, a lot of us have already fled to the mountains. Well, guess what? That's why sure. they're coming back because we start running <laughs> right. out there. That's why they're right. coming back. So now you begin to push the people, the mental ill, like all the ones I just named, you push the people out to the mountains, and all of a sudden it's out of sight, out of mind. So if you're in the city, you no longer can see the deterioration Mm -hmm. of the people because you have removed them from where all the people, the 1%, we would call them the 1%, because Mm -hmm. what you're going to notice is that all the wealthy people are going to be living in the city where the wealth is being created. And if you want to live near the wealth that's being created, you're going to need to be able to afford to live in those areas where the wealth is being created. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so if you look at all cities now, look at a lot of our cities, you're going to see the same thing living in the city now, homelessness, Mental ill. The cities don't look the same anymore. When you go downtown right. LA or or what downtown Seattle and still certain parts, and I'm mm-hmm. sure this is in a lot of downtown areas across the country, it just looks impoverished because right. those people with wealth moved out. Now they're coming back. They put more business, more corporations being built, mm-hmm. which is generate more money, higher mm-hmm. incomes, higher property around those um downtown areas we no longer can afford it we're moving out to the mountains and when you get out there there what are what is the number one problem when you move far away there's no job be reached so people are driving one to two to three hours 
to get to the job. Now, maybe if you're making good money, that's cool. But if you ain't making good money, you driving a long way, you burning half your money in gas and travel. Again, you're, you're hardly ever seeing your family because you're stuck in two or three hours of traffic. And there that cycle, it, it goes again. And right. so this is right. what you I want everybody to see what this gentrification creates on so many levels. There's nothing really, um, once you get out there to the mountains, you know, and you at one time you could say, let's move out there for peace of mind, but you really won't have it because everybody that was in the city that was reaping the havoc that made you move to the mountain in the first place, and moved, they're now they're out, out there. Switching. No jobs and resources out there. So now things is about to get real thick for those people who, and maybe not you, Jafar, because you, you've gone out of even a, I don't even want to call you out into the mountain. You're in a, a different little pocket. So you should be good uh, for right now anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah a lot of those Antelope Valley, <laughs> Apple Valley, Lancaster mm-hmm. and all of that, those mm-hmm. places are about to really get flooded, and they will be looking like a, a city valley. They'll might well, start I mean, calling if the, it city valley. If the Planet of the Apes Part 2, if they was cool being put out to the mountains, you know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, I ain't calling us monkeys or nothing. I'm just saying if the Planet of the Apes could get along, why can't we get along? They didn't even want the people. They wanted the people to have their stuff. Hey, have a little city. We going to take this jungle, but this all us. Don't come over here messing with that. Yeah, we, we, yeah, that ain't going to Yeah, we happen. ain't living in them planet. Yeah, we we more beastie than the apes, you know? Well, we're, we're not I, even as civilized as the monkeys. Even the some, monkeys have a better <laughs> political order. Even the monkeys have a better <laughs> political order. Uh, at 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 some point, the valley is going to go back to the city, and that's the yeah. one common thread. No matter who you push. You know what, though? When we talk about, I don't, you know, that the, the ape thing, the animal thing, right, and we say, yeah, all the, all the so-called black people moved out to the mountains, and, you know, it's evident because in the city we get reports the animals that left the mountains, they they roaming around in the cities, snapping <laughs> yeah. up plants, getting ready to get parks and stuff. So they're like, it's man, what y'all doing here? Y'all used to live in the mountains in the valley. Yeah, them, them mm-hmm. black folks out there. <laughs> when everybody the animals comes down to the fire. When you see animals clawing people, you ain't seeing no black people getting clawed by bears and tigers. <laughs> black they, nah, they getting on. They already know about us. They ain't even messing with us. The reverse effect is that. Probably because they're more animalistic. They like, hell, they'll eat us. The reverse reverse effect is that. They'll eat us. They'll make the monkey their friend. They be trying to turn the the lion into the pet. Come back to the city, animals are going to come back to the city because they're going to go to the place where the resources are. 
And exactly. the people who got the resources, people who got the resources, ain't gonna want to give up those resources. So then there's this battle looming in inevitability. It's getting ready to go down. Yeah, because well, I'm, I'm thinking like, why, why, if you going if you, if you doing bad and ain't no resources, ain't no resources in the hood, you know, don't nobody got nothing. You don't got, you gonna go to where it's cracking at, right? right. So right. how is it more crime? How is it more crime in the hood, <laughs> right? When are you would think the more crime will be popping off in the city, because that's where all the resources is. And that and it is. That's where everybody that's clean at. Everybody mm-hmm. clean. Oh yeah, she smelled good. She just took a shower. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they yeah they clean. Oh they got food. Mm-hmm. Oh they got that good stuff over there. Our car pop don't it work. It ain't got no engine. Mm-hmm. They cars actually move. They gonna pop off. All the elements hang out downtown. <laughs> now, here's on the other thing, though, about resources. If I do a lot of community work, and right now there's a lot of resources in the city, but if you push the people who utilize, because, see, the rich people aren't using those type of resources that run right. in the community. Those right. are for people who are low income. If you push right. all the low income people to the mountains, then a lot of the people with the jobs in the city they no longer have a job because the people ain't there no more. They out in the mountains. That's now right. What, do they have to relocate too. That's you gotta start right. moving whole businesses because now there's nobody That's to right. And so we see a loss of jobs. A lot of uh, uh, right. nonprofit organizations are no longer being able to be tapped into because the people are no longer there. You know to tap mm-hmm. into those resources. And then so I just wanted to bring that point up. Go ahead. And then here come the Asians and the Arabs opening up their Seven Elevens and their corner liquor stores back in the mountains. Yes. <laughs> Again in a new cycle. It's all the same yes. thing. Just keep going so, back and forth. And so that's a good point to lead into the economic, um, the economic, um, the economic situation. So um, I'm gonna let you start with that one, uh, Vic Damone. Um, we know that, like I heard you say, I'm going to let you start because you had touched on this earlier. You were saying how, you know, pe- we got to begin to generate wealth. And so just because they're moving in and trying to take it back, it don't mean we have to move. We have to create situations where we do not have to budge. Right. Just because right. you're bringing well, that in. With... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, it just kind of starts with educating yourself, but knowing what to educate yourself on, knowing uh, to educate yourself on, you know, wealth that's going to come with having to read, it's going to come with having to study people who have generated long-term wealth, uh, generations of wealth, you know, right. generations of, you know, that when you die, you know, your kids got something there other than just your retirement or your, your life insurance because right. still, once again, you know, if you understand economics, you know that the value of the dollar bill is still dropping. Just like when, you know, people keep money in their savings accounts, like, okay, you're saving up money and it's cool, but still the value of that dollar bill is still dropping day by day. So um, I guess more or less I really wanted to touch on economics because, I figured it would be good to spread the word to the listeners, uh, especially to, um, you know, tell the youth um, about how important it is to study um, how to create long-term wealth. Now, I'm not no expert 
on creating long-term wealth or anything, but I found a lot of things that were interesting and, and looking around and, and uh, just by studying, um, studying basically long-term wealth or whatever, because without it, when we talk about making a change in the communities and stuff, like that's part of making a change is being able to come together as a culture and be able to talk about and understand this type of stuff because everything from, uh, you know, real estate and owning land and stuff like that. I mean, it ain't like we're going to get our 40 acres in the mule. So you have right. to basically create, you know, educate how to create that because there's people out right. there doing it. If there's right. people out there doing it, all different right. races, all different colors, right. all different parts of the planet, you can do it too. So now the main right. thing is is just trying to uh, find out what stuff to, uh, you know, try to invest in or put your money in, whether, you know, you're investing in yourself, investing in your business, investing, you know, as an entrepreneur or investing really more or less, I think, at the very least, and some type of some type of piece of land because with a piece of land you can, you know, more most likely the value uh, is going to go up. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, I mean, the, the, the way the stock goes is kind of, uh, unpredictable, but there's people who out there who actually, you know, do analysis, and it's it's just all about the numbers and trying to figure out like the number patterns or whatever. To me, it's actually right. kind of easier than, or at least at the very least, the same like the casino because it's like counting cards. You know, you can count cards on a 21 blackjack and predict what the numbers is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's kind of like the same thing as like you read in stocks and stuff now. Keep in mind, a lot of these big-time stock investors, they, you know, they they play with the market. It's some behind-the-scenes stuff going on for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. But we still have the tools, I believe, uh, that basically we can educate ourselves and be able to create long-term wealth for uh, ourselves and as a culture. So, I mean, I know I mentioned a couple things. You know, you have IRAs. Uh, they call IRAs, you can invest in, you got bonds, of course, you got stocks, you have land, um, and and investing in all these things are investing in yourself and your family and for generations. So Mm -hmm. those are just some of the things that you can start researching and and looking upon and try to understand the terminology of the way some of these things work to uh, that's going to help us all. Uh, create that long-term wealth. So, yeah, that's a good point. Thank well you, said, thank well you said, for that. Well said. Uh huh. Well said. <clears throat> All right. This um, I'm glad you mm-hmm. said the subject for last uh, economics. This is a serious subject, so classes. Yes, expensive. it is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> economics one on one, serious business. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. All right, economics. Uh-oh. Is the materials necessary for common people in this area that you're tr- providing? You know the wants and the needs of the people, right? Now the word material, you know, has to do with production, right? So the first stage is production. So like Victor Moore was saying, you know, around the world, people are doing it. We can do it. The difference between them and us is the fact that they 
have a place of protection. Here, uh, I'll give you an uh-huh. example. Here, say if we started a store, okay, say that all of us got together, started a corporation, started a store. First thing you need is capital. Uh-huh. Capital means money. Right. Or some type of backing, some type of collateral, uh-huh. right, uh-huh. which we don't For have. Sure. All right. Um, because once you get it, let's say we did have it. Let's say we did have the capital, and then we need to buy products, okay? Now, we're going to be buying these products from America because the people that's going to come in our store is going to be looking for, you know, Aunt Jemima syrup and Heinz ketchup and, and all these name brands that we use in the house. Uh-huh. Now, those people around the world that you was talking about that come here when you go in their store, they don't have that stuff in their store. That's why you uh-uh. don't go in their store. Because when you go in there, you see these funny-looking noodles and all these writings and sales money. <laughs> right. They got all that kind of stuff in there, but they people get it. Now, where are they getting that stuff from? They ain't getting it from Heinz, and they ain't uh-uh. getting it from Ancient Mimer. You uh-uh. know, they getting that stuff from their part of the world. Right. So they have a place to produce material, and they have a need. This is, man, they taught us, I remember in economics, I didn't know what the hell they was talking about, but now I know. You know, in school, you're like, what the hell is they talking I just want to get outside and smoke a joint. Okay. Right. But when you grow up, you're like, now I know what they were saying. Uh-huh. So, Should've now, if we did try to get material, I mean, our biggest capital is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they ain't giving up that thing. Exactly. So we don't have no capital. Right. So therefore, how do we get material? It's hard because when we do get it, like I said, look whose products we're going to stock in our store. Mm-hmm. None, nothing of our own because we don't have nowhere to go to call our own. Exactly. So we don't services? own a Heinz and we don't own none of this stuff. You know, well, so we're trying to produce. and service, right? Huh? Pro, uh, stocks is, or just talking about stocks is about products and service, right? Products and so services. Now you have service. Oh, it could be like public speaking or something like that, though, right? Now economics is also broken down in percentages. Mm-hmm. Service, there's only a percentage of service, you know, that can be done that as far as economics. Generate, that can generate mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. percentage in, in certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about stocks you know, getting stocks and, and stuff like that, you know. Right. So as a service, you would want to, you still got to provide capital because you just don't get right. stocks for free. You know, you got to pay for them. That's and, right. And if you really want to be a player in it, you got to pay big. So you That's can what make I'm talking big. about. Because, exactly. you know, you're throwing a little chump change in and you're just going to get two times your chump change back. Right. Which is maybe. Cool, but maybe. And, and maybe exactly because you know they be like, right. well, we ain't done flipping your money yet, mm-hmm. you know. Right, so, right, and right. That, and then once again, it's them flipping your money. So, right. you know, we're not really players on the stock market. Some of us are, I'm sure, but not in a major way, right? Right. So, you know, we really need that forty acres in a mule. We really we do, <laughs> and that's why we need doing. a country in Africa to take us in, and we can say, "Well, we about to do back and forth, you know, uh, import export, there it bring is. our products into America. We're gonna make them here and call it 
what it is here and import it right. over there. You know. So you so, saying we need we need things to say made in Africa on it, like should say made in China. <laughs> and we need to have the full citizenship there. Yeah, we need to say and we're from here too. Or we've taken we, up citizenship in this place as well. This oh. is what's funny. We also we also need we know I mean I know it doesn't um it's not gonna be funny. Um but we need to also say made in America because yeah. some people don't know. People That's don't why know I say we need to have dual it, citizenship. Who is behind dual citizenship. it mm-hmm. is what's going to actually make your product work too. It, you know, now there is this push for made in America now. A huge push for everything but made in America. Made in America, everybody knows it's fake anyway because I'm exactly. an American. <laughs> right, right. And they putting them together but, and stuff. But, but and no, they the, thing about, the thing about okay, it we is ain't got the part. only America. We ain't got the part. Only, uh, well, why you ain't the got only, the part? Well, the part was okay. made by Samsung. Wait, but, okay, yeah, let your far finish because it's a okay. far speech and then we're going to come around to you, Tony. But go ahead. Okay, and I'm sorry. Yeah, so, you know, we talk about made in America. You know, and then, you know, I got people over here putting together my stuff, you know, Kenmore and stuff made in American <laughs> products, right? And then they right. need parts. And then, well, well, why you ain't got the parts? Well, we got to go to Samsung to get the parts. All right, well, Samsung's not American. So, therefore, they got parts in there that ain't made in America, you know. Yeah, and, and their corporation probably ain't even America. You know, they got Chevrolet in, in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're making American cars in other countries. How is that made, made in, in North America? America. Yeah, made in North that? America. Yeah. <laughs> made right. in North America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all that, all that prop stuff, you can say it, but it ain't going to never be true. What we need to do is have dual citizenship so we can say we're Americans and we're a part of this African country, and we're, we're not going back. We're going back and forth. Yes. There you know is. what I'm saying? We're going back and forth. That's what we're doing. You know, you're not sending us back. We're going back and forth. We're coming back and we're going back and we're just going to keep moving products. And now we're getting them from a land that we're producing these products on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And until yes. we start thinking that way, and there are people just doing that already. Mm-hmm. We, we just need to push the crowd. But, you know, connected. it takes us a while to believe in something. Yes, especially when it comes to us. Right. We'll believe Mm -hmm. in something in somebody else, but we won't believe in something. We're believing in ourselves. Right. We're still feeling the effects of Willie Lynch. We're still feeling the effects of the Willie Lynch. But that that was exceptional uh, feedback. Thank you for that. Yeah, you brought that down. Okay. Uh, Peter Popoff. I'm so glad that you guys ended it on that subject because I am, as you know, Lovely Bones, a proponent of find out what it is that you do and you do that because that's what only you can do what you can do. Nobody else can do it how you can do it. That is your promised land. That is your promised land. That is your milk and honey. That is your goal. You're not dependent on anybody else. You're not dependent on any other services. And especially mm-hmm. if you're able to help while you're doing what you do and while what you love. And what will happen is that people will come to you once they start seeing what you can do. 
And I, I, I was, I was telling someone who lives in Las Vegas. Um, um, they were working a job. I said, you know what? You just, well, you, you working so hard. You just can't wait until you get to retirement. Then you're gonna go travel the world and do all this other stuff. I said, I can do what I'm doing up until I'm 90 years old. Right. I can, I can keep producing and writing and directing and and being creative all the way up until it's time to get out of here. Yeah. And I, and I will still be doing it because that's what I love. That's what I enjoy doing, and I get paid for it on top of it. And then on top of it, people want to see more. So I'm a proponent of find out what you do because that's your money maker. That's your yeah. And it and it will it, it it's your calling card. It allows you to surpass systems. You will start thinking of creative ways like, ooh, I don't have to do that. I can cut out the middleman. I can do this. I can own this. They talked about mm-hmm. it. One of the things that that people do not like about the the rap game is that they tell them to own their own masters, own their own record company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what they did, they started doing that. They started they start owning their masters and spinning their own vinyls. So that Cutting all the money the that's made, mm-hmm. all the money that made comes back to them. They're not giving it out to a distributor. <laughs> you know, they are actually in control, charge of their wealth. They're not ciphering up, you know, okay, I got um, $500,000 for my next project. Half of it's going to go here. Half of it's going to go here. I need to make this amount to get back so I can make a profit. I mean, when you do what you do, you, it's like sky's the limit. And the sky's the limit is for yourself because it's uncharted waters. You've never been there. No one's wrote a manual for it. Mm-hmm. There's some things that can help you, but what works for someone else may not work for you. You may right. have to do it your own way. And you're going to get the naysayers. You're going to get the haters, but that's okay. They, they, don't, they don't live this. This is not for them. This is for you. Do you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's no argument. It's no argument, and so I say all this to say is that um, this I live this way, and what has happened, this has helped me navigating all the BS and red tape and crap stuff that we right. get on a daily basis. Daily basis. No, we can't. I, I checked somebody. I checked somebody. Um, I went to Portland, and I was in line. And this guy was, um, I paid, was paying cash because it was the last one on the bus. Um, guy in front of me, um, he was going to do the same. He didn't have his cash. He had to go get it. But the driver said, okay, sir, um, yes, we do have room on the bus. I just need you to pay cash. There's an ATM wrong. Go, go, go to an ATM and, and come back with the cash. Okay. Another person got on. Then I was in line. I had my $25 cash. I had it, gave it to him. He said, uh, uh, uh. Uh, let me see. Let me see if we have room. I said, you don't have to see if you had room. You just told the gentleman ahead of me that there was room on this bus. So here's my twenty five dollars. He was like, uh, interesting. Uh, 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 uh. I said, there, there is no uh. And so it's be, being knowledgeable and knowing how to be able to navigate the red tape that's going that's going to come. Oh, and that's just a, that, that's just a that's just a little that's a little thing, and it was a and it were, there were color issues that were in at play here, and it was clearly at play because everyone was around listening, so he couldn't he couldn't step to the left or to the right or side mm-hmm. or sidestep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had to come back and come correct. But I'm just saying, when you do you, 
And there's less drama. There's going to be things you're going to have to overcome. And if we could focus on that, because in, if you're doing you, there are people that you're supposed to help along the way. And you won't be wasting time on people that you're not supposed to help. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that you won't even have to entertain. Or by doing you. By or waste, not doing you. So what I so so creating creating wealth for yourself, investing in yourself. I I definitely uh, believe in that. Um, generating a, um, creating the wealth that helps other people and helps you as well. And um, I mean that's definitely a route I'm always interested in taking. You know, for myself because I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want a lot of overhead, and I don't want to deal with a lot of red tape. But on the same note. I like what Jafar is saying, too, about um, the dual citizenship, um, right, because right. health and self is still a part of health in Africa and getting, I mean, I believe that if people got the dual citizenship and we started bringing things from Africa here, because we don't have a lot of things from Africa here, and if we do, right. we're not selling our own shit from nope. Africa. If I want stuff from Africa, I got to go buy from an Asian or uh, somebody of another culture. It's right. rare that I can go They'll tell you about the 300-cow thread. From an <laughs> so, so it's important for us to be... Mm. So this is one thing about, about, um, about creating wealth that I think is important, investing in yourself and your community. And to me, Africa is a part... It's not... It's in our community, but we haven't really made it a part of our community. It's not always about profiting. Sometimes it's just about stabilizing. Because if right. you can stabilize a community by making it make money off itself, and by that I mean, like, why are we shopping at um, swap meets that's owned by Koreans? Or we have, we're going to give all our money to liquor stores that's ran by the the you know I don't want to call them cowheads I can't think of their name but you know what I'm talking about. And that's why we burnt them down doing the right. When we go to beauty <laughs> supply places, us ladies, we're buying all our our hair from the Korean India. people. And yeah. so when we're when we spend so much of our money on certain things, we should at least be spending it with each other. Every other culture, all the way down to the immigrants, have created wealth. There are pockets of wealth and communities from Koreans to, to Indians to West Africans. Everybody has their own communities of wealth being created, except us. But we're spending all this money. And that's why and you can go to a lot of people's house that have a lot of money. You'll see a lot of African art. Okay. And I'm not talking about in black people's house either. Okay. I ain't talking about in black people's house. I'm talking. You see, black people have the little ninety-nine cent, uh, three ninety-nine <laughs> artifacts in our community. But if you go in the wealthy people's house, they say cost five hundred to five thousand dollars. Yeah, our mm-hmm. They got they got an actual pyramid from Egypt in their house and shit. We all happy about our baby by Akhenaten. We are all happy about our precious moments. So <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on now. Well, hold on now. But see, this is where, and we could go back to the branding thing because even if we did bring a lot of this stuff back, I'm pretty sure it would get money. But 
how many people are going to be out there standing out at 12 o'clock at night to get that new uh, uh, Zimbabwe mask or that new Shaka Zulu spear? <laughs> but you got well, 12,000 people waiting outside. Of no, I know. I'm just trying to make the point oh, right. of how okay. the branded, you know, how oh, the right. branding over right. time has mm-hmm. made the impact that we wouldn't even put that money back even if we could. Like, even now you go to, okay, you got an African store in the mall or whatever. You go up in there, you're like, oh, man, this Daishiki is off the chain. How much you want for it? $300 a month. Like, what the hell? $300 for this? Like, I mean, I get it. I mean, do we come with a crown or something? Like, I feel like, whoa, you know, wearing this. Like, man, give me some, give me some little, some little straw sandals. Ready to go, go with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I get a shield or something? A little lion hair? Oh, my God. Can I get a canoe? Oh, but the thing about it, it can't be at the pawn shop the next day. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but, uh, I'm so sorry. we got to be intelligent with prices <laughs> so and sorry. stuff like that. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> sorry, y'all. It just can't be at the pawn shop. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring us down. <laughs> that is funny. That yeah, is funny. Man. But. But, I mean, it is it's definitely something that I think should be thought about and generated. And I hate oh, for yeah. it to just be a conversation and not an idea that can mm-hmm. really be put into place. Because if I could have dual citizenship and I could go to Africa and I could find a community that's producing things and I could take them things and pay for it, give them money, that, you know, our money is big money to them, and take their items and bring it over here and sell it and set up a system of importing things back and forth and have a business that's selling it and have a franchise throughout the community where, I mean, see, we don't even know the great things that Africa produced that could be, it could be skin products, it could be, you know, I mean, it's phenomenal where it can go. if if we got out of always buying these name brand clothes and start sporting some of our own gear Man. from Africa Y'all. and we started a trend, that is branding in itself. Everybody, all you got to do is get everybody to wear it. Right. And if it's now, well, sold now. in your community and yep. you being educated on the benefits of it, by being warned, like, look, when we buy and purchase this, we helping people over there, and it's helping us. We're stepping outside of wearing what they show us through advertising is what you should oh, yeah. wear, and we're saying, hey, we're going to sport this for this reason. And so now, you generate. Y'all doing, mm-hmm. What y'all should okay. be doing is cutting y'all hair off and selling them to the weed shop. Stop buying exactly. all, that, all that straight hair. And make them stop yeah, buying really. some of our good nappy hair. Ours there you go. I want to see y'all start walking around ball from selling y'all hair. You talk about giving back. Yeah, chop your hair up. That's, the, that's, that's the demand that right about you now. You must have been watching Dad Chappelle. Remember he was trying to sell that nappy hair? You got it back. Y'all are bad. You ain't really gotta sell nappy apples. Man, y'all <laughs> 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 
Hey, I'm gonna start you, doing you, your you, own nails and toenails. I know that. You do not. You, know. you do not. You do not understand. I've worked in um, uh, costume places. Nappy hair has been the number one seller come fall. Everybody got to have a wig. Everybody. It is a standard in anyone. This is is cosplay up here. Everybody got one in their closet that they can pull out at a moment's notice. Now, who owns the store that everybody is buying it from? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Okay? That's my Mm -hmm. point. Who owns Mm -hmm. the store that Mm -hmm. we're buying it from? It's not us. Why are we Mm -hmm. not the number one sellers of our own Of our own hair. Of our own hair. Why are other people making money selling our hair? Well, we're not we're not into investments. I mean, the simplest investment no. we're not even doing. It, it exactly. could be as simple as this. Look, take all of your money, take it out of your four hundred one k, your pensions, and out of your banks, and go and buy as much gold as you can, and just have all cash right. flow. But then we'll realize that that's the only money we have is cash flow because everything is used to pay bills, spend, and it's already spent before we get more money. Yeah. So as soon as you buy the gold, you got to go spend it. Yeah. That's what I said. You be sitting there rubbing that gold chain for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what I'm going to do with this gold chain? It you shows it's so pretty. That's all you talk about do with it. Just look at it and fondle mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Especially if you got that gold from Africa. Right. right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if ain't nobody trying to trade, and that's the cold part about it, because it's all about what is people willing to give for mm-hmm. whatever, to give. you know, for mm-hmm. its material or how high in demand is a certain element or material right. or product, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the things that I kind of learned in doing a little bit of studying in stocks is about the trend, because it's all about being able to see the trend come before it actually makes it big, you know what I'm saying? Like like Netflix, who would have ever thought that Netflix would have just rose up like that? It's like, I could watch this on, I, you know, I could go on an uh, Internet site and pretty much watch anything I want to watch, but Netflix got it right now, that stream. Well, see, the thing about it is that then they re- and then knowing how to reinvent yourself because first we used to have the CDs and we had to mail it. Then we went online. Now after that, mm-hmm. now we got exclusive only content mm-hmm. that you can only get from them, then you have to sign up with them in order to get that. Right. Yeah. So there's always yeah. something. And so when you, call, when you talk about the branding, when you talk about um, the, the top dollar, and when you talk about trends, you can be a trendsetter. Yeah. You don't have to. You can be a trendsetter. Be the, next, be, the next, be the next thing coming. See, that's right. what I'm talking Don't follow the trend. Set it. And that's yeah. what I'm talking about when, when, you, when back to what Jafar was saying about uh, having that dual citizenship. Like he, you, Jafar, you said a few people are are doing it right now, but apparently right. not enough because I never heard of. Them. I, right. I don't see them. You it's know, not trending. But we need it's to. Not trending. It's not trending. Exactly. You know, but we need to make it trending. You know, you need trend set. You got the. You need trendsetters for what trendsetters, and, and so, that's what you, that's what you do when you brand yourself. When you take control of your own creativity, whether that's money creativity or whatever it is that you got, you set your own trend. Everybody who has the Netflix turned over the market because they set a trend. We are you going to come to us if you want to see this? 
Okay, Yo, let's, we got to start let's making see. that African dashiki oh. look fly then. Okay, now you know, this yeah. is what I was about to say. <laughs> now look, I want, I want everybody just to take a moment right now and think about your creative self and if you if you were about to create your own wealth. So Jafar say, you know, you was going to, you know, run a whatever you choose to do and whatever you choose to do, Papa, and whatever I choose to do and whatever you choose to do. And if all of us had our own business doing something and we say, you know what, well, while I'm doing my business, so say I'm a public speaker. Now, while I'm a public speaker, I'm going to set a trend within my public speaking. And my trend is everything I wear is going to be one of those choker necklaces from Africa. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have all you need. African token and some big African earrings, and this That's is the thing I'm setting. And say, mm. you, uh, uh, Big Damone, if you into your weightlifting, but everything you use with weightlifting, your, ba- your headbands, your shirts, your socks, whatever you wore during your training, it represented something from Africa. And the same thing with you, Jafar, and the same thing with you. If we all wore these items, they'd be like, dang, you know, I notice every time I see somebody with their own business, they wearing these items from mm-hmm. from Africa. This is how mm-hmm. you begin to set trends and branding and using your own business to set a to set a trend within the business. And now they say, dang, all the people of wealth who's creating their own, they all have these things from Africa on them. And before you know it, because that's how easily trends are set, everybody yep. To do this. So, in able to set the pace, we need people to walk the life, to yeah, set the example, right. to that's start right. to win. That's right. And this is why it's important to to create something within self, so you can use yourself to set the pace of the trend that could easily go back to the dual citizenship. We can do the same thing you talking about, Peter Popoff, and use the same thing that you talked about, Jafar L in the in the uh dual citizenship and blend them together and make them work every time we have uh-huh. business let's also have dual citizenship and make sure that the things we use in our business we have something that's showing something we'll that we invested in from mm-hmm. yeah yeah so bring the cross colors back you feel me hey cross colors I mean, you know you remember, I mean, you know, back when it was cross-cutting, you used to walk around with a little African medallion with the fist on it. Yep. I remember yep. that, that little rubber, that little rubber medallion with the little fist mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, yeah. What about, how do you think wristbands, people wearing wristbands, face and all that stuff, that was a trend setting. Now people are making it them. Was. They're still making them. They're still making them. Mm-hmm. Still making mm-hmm. them. Yep. So, fine. Well, that's and, a good and, idea. I like it. Yeah. It, it it comes from it, and that's where you we we we're, we're creative people. We we've been around. We've seen we've we watch trends. We've seen things. We've lived through trends. So yeah. and we're the we're the number one consumers and the yeah. number one. So followers. it can be done. It it, yeah. it can be it, it really it can be done. See, Tupac messed you know. up when he started wearing Louis Vuitton and uh and uh what's that Versace and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like right back before that, you know what I'm saying? We were still wearing cross right. colors and stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He right. started wearing Versace. Next thing you know, everybody Versace, Versace, Versace. Mm-hmm. 
But see, and that just shows you oh, that no, just that just shows you that just shows you how much people will spend just to wear something that's in a trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just to They're be trend. So, will go broke. <laughs> so tell me this, Jafar, mm-hmm. in the um in the process that you were talking about um, the dual citizenship, and you said some people are already doing it. Do you know people personally, or you're just talking about? Uh, people in general, you know, that you followed somebody and you see well, that they're doing one of the it, things, you know, somebody's you know I brought up before in one of the shows we did about the uh, Back to Ghana movement, right? Right. I've been right. thinking so about that. So Ghana, too. you know, has the biggest history is basically Timbuktu. Right. I'm almost through with myself. You know, a lot of people don't know that, but they, they talk about that book from here to Timbuktu. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people become conscious, have read that book. But basically, what's the name Ghana. of it? What's the from, name of it? From here to Timbuktu. From here to Timbuktu. Yeah. Okay. And that just basically, you know, it's a story about us and who we are. You know how we got lost. Mhm. But um, they had started a thing, and it had been recognized by the UN uh, a few years ago, right? Where they're welcoming back anyone who was considered slaves that were sent to North and South America, Central America in the islands, right, you know, to come back and to be accepted with citizenship in that country, they're preferring entrepreneurs to come back, you know, but they're not limiting. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. to do that, but they want that. They're encouraging mm-hmm. people what we're talking about. They're encouraging that. Come back, buy up land, get your mm-hmm. business back in there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Get your production going there. Pay your taxes to the state, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you're always going to do that. So why not if you're producing, you know, and then you're able to send your products anywhere in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just talking America, but America definitely <clears throat> can be a start because it's where we at. And you can get dual citizenship. You don't have to give up your American citizenship mm. to take their citizenship. And America mm-hmm. has to accept that, you know. We was talking about, you know, going back or them sending us back. You know, if all of us claim sovereignty, you know, they'd have to send over 40 million of us back. Wouldn't that hurt America, 40 million people? Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. What would they do with the people in prison? They going to take them out and send them back too? So they would really be hurting. They ain't sending nobody nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they pray but that they we don't all file for sovereignty. Huh? I mean, they're not sending us, but they can't stop us from going, right? They can't stop us from going, but we don't want to go. The average black person mm-hmm. who asks about going anywhere, they ain't going farther than the next city limits. I understand. We got we keep this thing moving, so we keep the peace and we also keep it rolling. So they don't want to lose us, though they it's not something they want to recognize. Yeah, you be well, like, hey man, we should go back to Africa. We like, man, I see Hotel Rwanda. Right, they start talking all this stuff. Yeah, they be saying some stupid stuff. Anything negative. (laughs) Yeah. I ain't trying to be having them flies all around my head. So you see, I ain't gonna get my head cut off and be getting ate by them gigantic mosquitoes. I be like, what? Yeah. Right. One thing you You know, know, told me uh, lovely bones that affected me ever since when you was talking about how (laughs) they saw these commercials, (laughs) they got all these. 
crazy looking after kids, talking about spending money and sending products and all this stuff. You yeah. see the oh, yeah. over there talking about, look, the more you send that stuff, the more our economy gets weak because then they don't have exactly. to go buy nothing. And I've exactly. been thinking about that ever since because mm-hmm. imagine if we was trying to sell something, but the people in our community was getting it for free. Exactly. How would we sell it? Like, hey, we ain't exactly. buying that. We getting it around the corner for free, man. You need to yes. get it to us for free. Killing our economy in the Killing name of the economy. Killing, our econ- Killing the African economy from America. Man. Thinking that you're doing something good and really all That's you're deep. doing is killing business. You're killing the biz. Watch this on the documentary. Heard it from the African people's mouth on the dot. Seen the biz. Watch them over there sewing shoes. People getting up early in the morning to go make shoes for people in their village. And here come American warplanes landing right around the corner from them, opening up their um, airplane doors with boxes and giving them and tons shoes. and tons of shoes Give and giving it to the Give people. Giving them free shoes. <laughs> 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 them little shot shoes. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, them little shoes, shoes from Payless that, you know. Walmart. The, the things that we won't even think that if they put 99 cents on it, we still wouldn't buy it over here. Right. See what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Killing their economy. On purpose. They said that they know. They Without said no that America already knows that this is what they're doing when they bring all that stuff over there. They know because they've gone to them and told them, you guys are killing our business. Yeah. But not the American it's people, deliberate. though. America, the, the, you know, the government, no, but the majority. Well, you know, if a lot of people of watch, people they said, know. what can we do to help? They said, tell people to quit spending shit. <laughs> right, That's right. what you can do to help. These people ain't going to never stop sending stuff because they think they're doing a good service. <laughs> you know, they're okay, exactly. doing a good service when they donate that stuff. Exactly. Send me some fly repellent. They said, if you, you know, if, 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 if you... <laughs> All they need is supplies to build more businesses. If you want to help, you know, help them right, build right. more businesses. And that's called infrastructure. Infrastructure. Right. That's what they need. That's what they yep. need. That's exactly that's what, what they, they need. need. Yeah. So, like, people with, like, trades and stuff that know how to, like, build, you know, like, build homes and, you know, electricals and electrical service and things like that, right? Yeah, the right way, how mm-hmm. we build it over here. You know, right. I can go over there and get rich. Solid over here, man. They got big man. Go exactly. Make a tiny home. Imagine going in a corporation, a whole damn building made out of mud. You'd be like, I gotta work in exactly. here eight hours. You know, what if it rains? Yeah. I can make a home. killing going over there building some tiny home. Exactly. You know, <laughs> or or, or just, least, just building anything because we we have a better. how to build it for themselves. Man, there we go. Be mad for themselves and get them the equipment. See, they don't and have that. The They're not making John Deere over there. Exactly. They're not making Caterpillar over there. Guess what? That's what Dubai did. Dubai, yeah, of course. They, Dubai, Dubai got money. You know how much money Dubai got? Dubai got money. And they got all no, the money. What? But guess how they <laughs> got it? Nobody got more they money fly. than them except the Rothschilds. They, they exactly. fly everybody, all, whoever is the best, 
engineer, civil engineer, whatever it is you're the best in, they fly you in to build there and then you leave. Yeah. That's why database. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah. and, and you are put up while you're there. You're put up while you're there. I would I know. If I was a construction worker, you're probably getting three times what you're getting here. I've spoken with engineers and builders who have been there, and they told me the process. And yeah. so they just want to do the same. Do the I same. I got a homie who got people from Dubai. Oh, my God. It's crazy. It's crazy they his family. They mm-hmm. live there. Crazy. Crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's amazing. The yeah. richest, the richest nation and the richest place in the entire world, and the place that has the most skyscrapers. And it's tiny too. It ain't even that big. And it's tiny. And who? What is the population living in there? Who is? In I don't know, living? but I don't know. But they say all the races of the world are all there too, and only your high end are there. Only high end, everything is in there. It's like take Beverly Hills and make it like a city. It's they 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 waste and want not and spare nothing. It's from what I what I've been told. That's clothing, clothing, technology, um, automotive, um, air, everything that is it's that's top of the line has a headquarters and a home in Dubai. If they're if they're if they're dollar money maker and that's crazy because what he's done he has branded his whole entire country when you say he who are you talking about the prince that on um, that is the prince of the of dubai he is branded what nationality his in, is what nationality saudi, is i think he's saudi arabian is he a saudi arabian or 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 an arab of nature no nah, they're saudis they're saudis because they 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 basically islamic and that's where that money is at in Saudi, because mm-hmm. all of the Islamic countries they send they 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 dues to Saudi Arabia. Yep. Because that's supposed to be the family of the Prophet, which we know it's not anymore. But the right. practice of sending the money there, that's why Saudi Arabia, that's where you know, that's the central of uh, Mecca, right? So, 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 and this is an example of of that education. Looking at what's been done before where it's worked and how it can be used again, learning from it and in- implementing it, incorporating it, learning and adding your own. If the, the, what they've done right, don't reinvent the wheel. If it's done right and it's working, keep it. You can uh-huh. implement it. It can be done again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And apparently nowhere else can do it because they've already committed to an old regime of doing things. Like Europe, like America, we're we're stuck in in our in our processes to the point that now we're locked in. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So something new can't come along and change it. So that's, that's interesting, a, that, and and that is definitely a nice little red flag to be aware of. If that's where you're going, you you don't want to be hemmed in, but you want to be aware. On all sides. Right. I agree Three minutes. with that. Thank you for that, Peter Popoff. So in closing, um, in, in closing, I just want um, everybody, before they hang up, just in one quick minute, to just share really quick. I'm going to start with you, 
Um, I'll, I'll go around in a circle uh, with uh, Jafar, Peter, then Vic, and then me. So um, in closing, if you had a business, thinking about what we said tonight about investing in yourself for economic reasons and gentrification, if you wanted to stay where you was and you didn't want to get pushed out and you wanted to create your own business, what business would that be? And and how could you brand yourself with a little bit of something from Africa in your businesses? You know, if there were some type of dual citizenship or you just wanted to incorporate something from Africa just to brand and sell and, and put the name out to start getting people to, you know, try to invest or have some type of dual citizenship in Africa. I know that's a hard question, but see if you can get it out there in like like one less than one minute so it could go around the circle. Well, what was that business? Be hard. Yeah, because I'm already basically into it. And my thing is my business would be farming, you know, and gardening, mm-hmm. you know, growing food. And how it relates to Africa is because that's where Adam is from. So I'm saying back to Adam, you know, all men, you know, Ooh, I love logo, it. you know, and basically because, you know, our fingers are made to dig in the dirt and plant, which is reaping and sowing, you know, and mm-hmm. so that's planting the seed and you reap, that's harvesting when the seed is done doing what it do. And that's where you mm-hmm. get your food. No man can live without food. I hear that. No baby. man can live without food. All right, thank you for that. That's powerful. Uh, Big Damone. Uh, Well, basically, I kind of touched upon it earlier, but, I mean, since I love to exercise and and fitness and all that good stuff, I mean, I could definitely start um, at least repping something that reps Africa, you know, whether it's the color, wristband, headband, shirt, um, a lot of different things. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, Peter Popoff. I guess um, even though I'm in production and do a lot of stuff with film, but I know that my heart, if I had to connect something to Africa, I would definitely go down and build like I was a crazy man and teach those how mm-hmm. to build and own a home. Because it does not cost what America and the rest of the world has told people it costs. It does not cost that. And and build mm-hmm. homes down there for people, even if it's little cottages. That transition them, do the trendsetter from the mud huts into the, a small little establishment mm-hmm. or whatever is going to be conducive for their region of the world. That's it. Right. That's yeah. it. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you. And me, uh, if I was some type of public speaker or facilitator, you know, I would always just try to rep, do my best in repping the after the to represent the the formation of what Africa, just to stand as a queen in myself, represent my black culture and always just standing strong and, and, and bringing knowledge about Africa and the truth about what's going on and images and artifacts and, and in doing it in my healing circles, having those things and just teaching and healing and, and repping and clothing and style and just walking in the queenship of who I am. And uh, so I just wanted to close the show on that, just to begin to impress our minds on the things that we can do as we move forward, you know, in creating wealth, you know, and investing in ourselves, how we can always begin to start a trend and do a little branding of of, uh, representing who we are and our culture. So um, thank you guys so much, um, you know, for being here tonight and tuning into the show. 
So as we go out for a close, um, that's all we have. That's all the time we have tonight, folks. I want to thank you, the listeners, for your participation. You are the reason we come back every week. I want to thank my three kings for always bringing the heat. Yeah, yeah. The energy is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please continue uh, to enlighten do. and educate yourselves and others. Your contribution to the Lovely Bone Show is appreciated. As always, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun, and we just going to keep on keeping it one. See you all next week. Same black channel, same black time. You've been tuned in to the Lovely Bone Talk to Radio Show. I love you, brothers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.